to healthcare disruption? It's you. It's you. Are you ready to join hosts Jerry Durham and Andrew Rothschild in breaking down the healthcare status quo and creating a customer-focused experience? It starts with you. Time to break it. Let's go. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Healthcare Disruption Podcast with Jerry Durham. I'm Andrew Rothschild. Again, you can find me on Twitter at at a Rothschild PT. And Jerry occasionally hops on Twitter. Uh, you can find him at Jerry underscore Durham PT. In the last two episodes, we discussed Jerry's customer life cycle and also how he goes about finding the right people to fill uh, the right positions, kind of making that right match uh, with his company. Today, we're going to do a little bit of a combination, kind of wrapping up both together. We're going to start off by taking a deeper dive into the first couple steps of the customer life cycle, uh, in particular, highlight why the front office is so critical in setting the tone for not only a successful experience for your patient, but also for you as the provider and for the clinic company in general. So, Jerry, can you you start us off with a little more overview of the uh, overarching principles behind the customer life cycle and how it kind of together yeah so um this customer life cycle that we're gonna review which is mine is um is a template and it's an outline for you yours is not going to be exactly the same the principles will be the same and actually some of the steps will be the same but i don't want you to think there's one customer experience and one life cycle for everybody so with that in mind let's uh Let's think about what what are the objectives of the life cycle? Why do you why do you create a patient life cycle? Why do you create a customer life cycle? And um, you know, there's five or six reasons. So I'm just going to read down some reasons why we create this life cycle. Because number one, plain and simple, you want to know in full all the customer touch points within your business. Plain and simple, that's why you create it. You then want to get for my physical therapy business, my business that delivers physical therapy, you want to get customers scheduled and you want to get them to arrive. Another objective is to set up the physical therapist for success. And we'll dive into that a lot during the early steps of this life cycle. But basically, as I've shared in um, the past podcast, the business metrics go up, plan of cares get followed, everything as you work your way through this customer life cycle and take care of this customer before they even arrive in your clinic, which in turn helps your physical therapist to do what they were hired to do and what they just went to school to do. Um, It is to keep customers on the schedule through their plan of care, like I just alluded through, gets them to have better buy-in and to um, make that therapeutic alliance even stronger. It is to identify where changes need to be made if issues arrive, uh, like I so uh, eloquently <laughs> presented in the past ones. Um, we had that billing issue, and if that customer life cycle would have been in place, then we would have dealt with the billing issue in the proper place at the proper time. So now if I have a billing issue, I know I need to either look at the billing department or where we're delivering this information and where we're collecting it. So now I can solve the problem sooner. 
I also want to create a loyal customer or what else we could call a customer for life. So this is someone who comes in for their knee pain and then has shoulder pain and without a pause calls you first. This is a person who saw you, who has family members or people in their um, community who need physical therapy and tell those people that they need to see you regardless of cost, regardless of anything. You need to go see my physical therapist, Andrew, um, to take care of your knee problem. And then, you know, one of the last things, and I think you've heard alluded to in the last couple of podcasts is by creating this life cycle and um, putting it into use, you're going to create a great company culture. Because again, people are going to know what they need to do and people are going to be put in a position to make them successful. They're going to be empowered. So actually by focusing on the customer and their interactions, you are going to create a greater company culture. So those are really the objectives of creating a customer life cycle. Now, let's uh, answer that second question that uh, Andrew brought up about the front office. Now, what's interesting about the customer life cycle that I've created is there are eight steps to this customer life cycle, okay? And what we find is um, who is responsible, right? Who is responsible for each step, as I've alluded to, is um, something you need to do throughout this. So what we have found is we have eight steps in our customer life cycle. And of those eight steps, the physical therapist is only involved in three of them. So that means there are five customer interactions, five customer touch points that we've identified in our business that do not involve the actual clinical care, do not involve the actual interaction of a physical therapist or physical therapy assistant for that matter in contact with the customer. So think about that for a second. If you know, if you ask most people in healthcare or most physical therapists, what is the most important customer interaction in any, you know, physical therapy business or practice, they'll tell you, Oh, the day the, phys- uh, the patient comes in for their evaluation and meets their physical therapist. And I would say you are a hundred percent wrong because step one is you got to realize there are three to four steps that occur that are integral parts of a customer life cycle or customer experience that the customer experiences before they even meet their physical therapist and um just as a side note to to tell my class a little bit this is what jeff moore and i are really diving into uh in chicago and kansas city soon and um in other regions coming uh in 16 and 17 we really dive into okay what are these interactions and how are we setting the physical therapists up with their great evidence-based medicine how are we setting them up for complete success and so again the office staff the admin what i call my office Office coordinators and billing team are involved in five of the eight steps. So we better be focusing on those people and their integral role. Because as I like to tell people, when a potential customer calls your office who is not yet a customer, they are dealing with the voice of the company. And that voice of the company is the person that answers the phone. And that's my office coordinators. And so you better be hiring, training, and doing proper follow-up with this part of the team and making sure they understand their role in the overall success of the company in order for your company to be successful. Jerry, I want, I want to go back to something um, that you said there. I really want to kind of highlight that. 
Um, you said focusing on the patient actually helped create a better company culture. Uh, I think that's huge. And that, that takes me back to um, where I'm currently reading uh, Built to Last by Jim Collins, where he talks about that essentially as one of the one of the defining parts of uh, what he titles the visionary companies. Um, you know, they had their code, their code of ethics and they really that, that, that company culture kind of was intertwined with everything that the company did. And that was one of the big things he found comparing, like I said, what he said was the innovative company compared to his equal equal counterpart that did not have that. Uh, and, and that's really huge. And especially with the front office staff, in terms of with that company culture, how do you go about empowering them um, to play such a, an integral role? And what steps, what, what do they know that they're able to do and understanding why they, they're doing what they're doing um, to really drive uh, everything forward? You know, step one for my, my front office staff is everybody knows what a new patient is worth to the company. And from what they're worth, I mean financially worth. And that's just running numbers, you know, that we've uh, collected over the years and saying, look, on average, we're going to collect this much for a new patient. And if you look at a happy or loyal customer, which I said is one of the objectives of the life cycle, if we then calculate in lifetime value, so actually a happy customer is worth about 10 times more than I even believe they are because they're going to refer their friends. They'll come back for other aches and pains. They'll tell their healthcare provider how great you are. They'll send more people. So really the lifetime value of that customer is really important to track. And my team knows that. And I look my team in the face and say, you are responsible for this person arriving. So that is how powerful your role is in this company. Then, as I alluded to before and spoke about earlier, during company training time every quarter, I go to them and say, what's been going on? Okay, you guys understand the life cycle. Let's review it. Yeah, you guys, here are the objectives. Let's just review once again. Good. Okay. Now, team, office coordinator team, billing team, what are you guys hearing? What do we need to change in order to reach these objectives within each step of the customer life cycle in order to create a happy patient? What are you guys hearing? What are you guys encountering every day in the office that is impeding you from being part of the team that is going to create that happy patient? So that's how, that's how we empower. That's how we train. That's how we focus on our office coordinators within my company. Thank you. That's really that's really important. I think, especially with you know people who work in whether it's a corporate PT situation or a physician-owned situation or even a private practice, um, there's there's a big difference a lot of times between um, the people on the front end and how they communicate uh, the message to the patients. And that that can make it can make or break a a yes or a no sometimes with that patient coming in, or like you said, it really sets the not only the PT up for success but also the patient up for success. It really it really affects everything. Um, and one one takeaway I had you know, there's two big things I took away um, from the customer life cycle the first time I went through it with you uh, last summer when I first saw you in Chicago. Uh, the two ones that really hit home with me, the first one really was, was the golden moment. Um, and I was wondering if you could kind of talk a little bit more about that because, like you know, I have discussed before, that whole initial conversation, that whole initial interaction, um, like I just said, can really make or break that that in that initial interaction, if the patient says yes to coming in, especially in your situation with being out of network, or how does it set them up for that initial interaction with the therapist? So do you mind uh, going to that one a little bit more? 
Yeah, so as I mentioned, um, you know, a patient experience includes, you know, the interaction with your brand, your website, things like that. So we're going to skip over that for the time being. We can get back to that at a later date. So the golden moment is the spot I define as really everything you've worked towards. Everything you've worked towards is that person to reach out to you to schedule physical therapy. That's what the golden moment is. So that could be a phone call. That could be a text. That could be an appointment request through a button on your website. That could be any of those things. And that is the golden moment. So really, and I call it the point of engagement with the company. So people could be looking at your content, could be contemplating. It's when they've made that choice to, I want to schedule. That's the golden moment. Now, you know, the most important thing to remember about this is this is not a transaction. And if you look at this as a transaction, which 99% of the companies out there do, you will fail. And so you have this opportunity. Once again, your front office has an opportunity to influence this customer in a positive manner to understand and build value for them in what they are going to get or receive what service and product they will get from your company. So if you approach it as a transaction, then it will always be about money. And then it will always be about the $20 copay. It won't be about an outcome. It won't be about anything other than money. And that's not going to work out. It can't be a transaction. That way, if it's a transaction, it's not the emotional experience. It's just a race to the bottom. Okay. Now, I've got objectives for every step of the customer lifecycle. And really, the, the objectives of this golden, golden moment, um, really, the main objective is to get the patient scheduled, to get them to arrive, and to collect data. So there's a lot of components that go into that. But that is the primary objective. And then the things that have to occur below that. And really what we focus on is that you are going to start building a relationship that will be continued throughout the entire experience with your company. So again, think about the role that that office coordinator that you just hired because they were a friend and needed some help. Think about the role they are playing in the success of your company. When I say that their job is to start to build a relationship that will be continued throughout their, their, the patient's entire experience. I mean, that is a ginormous responsibility. And I make sure my office coordinators and the people answering those incoming calls and that are part of that gold moment understand the ginormity of their role in the company. And back to how do I get buy-in? How do I get people? And you know what? When they do a great job, I make sure they know. And I expect their feedback because they're dealing directly with the customers at this such important moment. It's so important. We called it the golden moment. You know, I expect them to give me feedback. So that's really what we're, um, what we're looking at with that golden moment. So again, we're looking to get patients scheduled. We're looking to have them arrive and we're looking to collect the important data. Now, how that occurs, where that occurs, all that is, you know, is digging into the weeds, but that that's the gist of the golden moment. Yeah, I think that was a really great point you brought up. That, that initial part is, you know, building a relationship um, with that front office staff. And I think that really does go uh, against, 
like you said, what 99% of people are doing out there because usually it's getting the information, let me get your demographics, let me get your insurance information, let's see if you're in our network, and then let's see uh, when we can uh, maybe get you in uh, versus finding out what their why is for calling. Obviously, we know they need physical therapy, but then trying to take it a little bit further and, and, and making that, you know, just like just like on a first date, you know, you're not just going over the the, the transactional stuff. You want to get into. Hopefully, you want to get to know the person um, a little bit more. And that kind of leads to you know to the, the next part is when you get into a little bit more of the the financial part of that. And like you said in previous episode, the stuff that happens in the golden moment makes that trend that financial transaction so much easier. So can you talk a little bit more about about that part of it and, and what you what you found? You know, even even if you've had uh, some monumental failures on that part in the past, kind of what led you to really connecting those dots uh, with that piece? Yeah, so we're back to, you know, that step that was that was the impetus for creating the life cycle, which is the next step in the cycle looking ahead is contacting the customer with their cost to do physical therapy with us. And so as we put it in there, we found um, through trial and error and, you know, some things worked and some things didn't that the better we shared our unique value proposition, what we had to offer to you, the better we shared it and tied it into what your why was and what you needed, then we could really start to, again, minimize the emotional part of the money conversation. Because let's face it, nothing's more emotional than that money part because most people don't want to have that conversation. So if you make it about what you need, what you want, what your why is, what your objective for pursuing physical therapy, then we can get that question answered far quicker. And by the way, if your only objectives for doing physical therapy are my doctor told me to come and I want to spend the least amount of money, then I'm actually happy to learn that on the first call because then I know you're not the right fit for my company and I'm not going to schedule you. And so that first step is understanding that not everybody's your customer. The people who are a right fit are your customer. And again, my doctor told me to come. I'm looking for an in-network provider. Okay, can you explain a little more about why you're needing physical therapy? And they talk you through my back and it kind of hurts and I really didn't know what to do. And, you know, I really want an injection, but he's telling me I have to go to physical therapy first. So I'm just doing this because of that. And I'm looking for an in-network provider. Then I'm going to tell you, I'm happy to help you find an in-network provider. And I'm going to make sure you get to the right place that is a fit for you. And because we had that conversation, we just cut down. Down a lot of wasted time and energy and money for everybody involved. There's absolutely no reason for me to drag that conversation out any further at my office. What I am bound to do is find you the right place because you called me for physical therapy. I need to find you the right place. So having that conversation then and there is going to save you from having that awkward money conversation. Okay. And so again, the next step is to call back and, you know, basically the objective of the contacting the client with the cost of physical therapy, the objective of that is a full disclosure of financial information in words, the customers understand. So ponder that for a moment as you hand people a financial policy full of the uh, insurance bullshit, co-insurance, out-of-pocket. Nobody wants that information. Nobody cares what their copay is. And you're all thinking, yeah, they do. That's all they care about. No, they don't. 
what is the dollar amount of that copay? Your payment to me is $20 a visit. Your payment to me is $75 a visit. Oh, you have an 80, you know, an 80, 20 coinsurance. They don't give a shit. How much do I have to pay out of my pocket each visit? And then is there going to be more money associated with that on the tail end? Right. How do I get it? Does my insurance company pay me? Do they pay you? All that is full disclosure financial information. And that is that second step in our. Um, yeah. So it comes right away, man. And let me tell you, as guys are my witness, the further you put that off, the more trouble you are creating for your business. So as you heard that golden moment, that first conversation, selling your unique value proposition, finding out what's important to the customer. What is their objective? What is their why? Because by the way, let's think about this for a second. Nobody calls you because they have low back pain. They call you for any numerous other reasons. They can't get out of bed in the morning. They can't go to the gym. It's painful when they drive. That's what you have to get to. That's the why. That's the objective. And if you don't dig and you only talk to them about getting scheduled for low back pain, you're not doing anything to differentiate yourself and have them pick you. I think that was a really great point about, you know, the finances and having that conversation we know can be uh, a difficult conversation to have uh, on both ends because sometimes uh, it can be it can tough for the patient as well, um, especially if they are embarrassed that maybe they have to admit that they can't afford something or don't want to afford it or don't understand, again, uh, the value it is uh, for what they're getting. And I think I, I, I took this away, I think, from, again, the first time I went to your uh, course last year was that the thing about what the patient takes away from the overall experience sometimes the last thing they might take away from the experience is a bill that they get a month later after they've already finished their course of care it could have been a great course of care you got them back to doing whatever they want to do uh, you got them back you got them uh, full of pain relief yet for uh, about a month later all of a sudden they get a bill for maybe a couple hundred dollars and they don't understand why that was because it maybe wasn't communicated to them well in the beginning or they just didn't get a good understanding of it either way their last impression now could be a negative impression so putting everything up front and as you stated in words they can understand uh can be huge uh, any, any last words uh, on this topic jerry no, I think you guys can see, I mean, there's eight steps and we just talked about two of them and you guys probably have a lot of questions um, and things you're thinking about there. And again, what's really important is, you know, no one piece is greater than the sum, as you've heard over and over and over, like when Andrew asked about teaching customer service, we really got to take a step back on all this stuff. And you got to look at the pieces of, of it, just like the human body, I have knee pain. Okay, let's take a step back. Let's evaluate the whole system. Then let's dive down to just the knee. Then let's put it back together into the whole system. This customer experience is no different. And everything is, everything is where it is for a reason. And this is completely dynamic and fluid so you know it, it's not a fixed static uh, uh, entity and as we said one of the goals one of the main objectives of this is to be able to identify where you know where an issue is and where it needs to be dealt with if someone is calling and complaining about a bill again I now know better of how to deal with that and more quickly and more concisely than I ever did before all right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, thank you all for listening and uh, stay tuned for future episodes. We'll get a little bit further into the uh, customer life cycle and uh, a lot of other topics as well. So thanks again.